Welcome to the Ascend Television Network and welcome to one of our exciting flagship programs entitled Second Chances. Here on the Ascend Television Network, my name is Greg Hennis, your host, and each and every week here on the Ascend Television Network, we are so pleased and honored to bring on people with us from all different walks of life. They all have different passions, they all have different backgrounds, they come from different situations, they're in different places, but they all have the one common bond. And that one common bond is that they have made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life by saying, Lord, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, give me that second chance. And once they've said the prayer and asked the Lord to come into their heart and forgive them, their life has been used for the Lord. And we have a Actually, uh, first of two weeks here on the Ascend Television Network, we're going to meet Steve and his wife, Janice Pollock. They are from Behold His Glory Ministry, and we're going to actually start this week with Steve. Next week, we'll have Janice on the program, and we're going to learn a lot about them for the next two weeks, but we're also going to find out that they're going to tie into something pretty exciting here on the Ascend Television Network, and, and we'll, kind of, we'll kind of discuss that as we go throughout the next couple of weeks here. But uh, first of all, Steve, thank you for coming on with us. Thank you. So, so, Steve, there's a lot of things I want to talk about with you, but let's start off with this. Tell me a little bit about, you know, where you're from, where you were born, were you born into a Christian home, and then we'll kind of get into your testimony, and then we'll kind of go from there, okay? Okay. Uh, I was born in Philadelphia, actually southwest Philadelphia. Uh, so tell us something in southwest Philly we might know. Well, uh, well, there was a big Catholic church where I went to Catholic school. Okay. And... Uh, my dad worked right there on the railroad, and uh, we left, and we moved from there uh, to Magnolia, New Jersey, East Ham Road, Magnolia, New Jersey, and my dad bought an old farmhouse, which I think it was three or four acres of ground, and my dad was a railroader, and he was a machinist on the railroad, and uh, uh, the whole family was Catholic. We went to church. And, uh, but we, you know, like I said, we were there for probably 12 years, 12 years, about 12 years. And, uh, uh, Exxon came knocking at the door. <laughs> My dad sold the house in to Magnolia. Exxon in, in Magnolia. And, uh, they, the house was tore down. And then when we moved, we moved to, uh, Right outside of Elmer, New Jersey, Pittsgrove Township, wow. which was a big, a big move, and my dad traveled back, back and forth to uh, Philadelphia, you know, five days a week, and uh, we went to I, we went to school over there in uh, Newfield, and uh, and then we gradu- I graduated there eighth grade, and that was as far as the school went, and then I went on the bus, and we went to. Uh, Vineland High School, and uh, that was a big turning point in my life, but I didn't really realize it. took a little while, and I didn't know it, but in, in, uh, in 10th grade, I met the love of my life. Janice Trapp. And this October, we'll be married 51 years. Wow. Praise the Lord. And uh, she's still the love of my life. And uh, 
believe us or not, I was a contractor, heavy equipment, and I got a call from Mission Teens. They were going to be closed down because of a septic system problem. Well, that was my specialty. Is that a ministry for teens? Uh, yeah. No, well, actually, troubled teens is for, you know, okay. people that, kids that are on, you know, drugs and stuff. And uh, so I met with the, I guess he was like the administrator, and uh, gave me the plans. And I spent, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 hours. I had to line up a, a big crane and uh, the material, a lot of material. It was a big, pretty big job. And uh, so I come up with a price. And the administrator said, I'm going to be honest with you, Mr. Pollock. We have $240 in our checking account. I think the job was about maybe $25,000. Mm. And he said, we have $240 in our checking account. But we're praying. Well, I went home. Flipped out. I don't know how many doors I slammed. <laughs> I said, I wasted all this time for this big job, and he's got $240 in his checking account, but they're praying. What in the Oh. I ramped and raved probably for, oh, I don't know, maybe five hours. But the Holy Spirit was working on me. Now, Janice was saved when she was a little girl. You weren't. I was not saved. I did not So you were know. not a believer at this time. I was not a believer. But the Holy Spirit used that. And then I met a guy who I used to... Actually, the guy who I was going to hire to crane, he bid the job, because I never even called him back. He bid the job, and he got it. And I said, you did it? He said, yeah. I said, you get paid? He said, yeah. Wow. And it wasn't that, that, you know, that short period of time. I went to my bedroom and I got on my knees. And I said, Jesus, I need you in my life. And that was 1979, September 26, 1979. I gave my heart to Jesus and I've never looked back since. Mm. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a scripture in the Bible. I, I can't tell you the exact one, but it's a very familiar scripture. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Yep. Steve, you've been a Christian for a long time. Long time. For somebody that does not know Jesus, he will never leave you or forsake, never you. forsake you. Is that true? Oh. <sighs> that is so true that I would stake my life on it. I would stake my life on it, mm, mm. and I would hope to, to believe that if I was in a situation where it was life and death, and I called on the name of Jesus, I know he would turn that situation right around, mm. and he has. Mm. So, 1979, you made that decision. I made that decision. And tell me about some of the things that began to change in your life. I suppose if you ever had anybody else come to you again and told you they had a little bit of money in the checking account, but they were praying, you'd have probably bid on the job yes. the second time, right? Yes, I would have, yeah. <laughs> I would have changed. My whole attitude changed about prayer, about prayer. And, and uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that would definitely definitely change. And uh, share some other things in your life that changed, Steve. After after uh, I got saved, uh, my aunt and uncle were going to a church up in Sewell. Um, it's still there, Lambs Road Assembly, and uh, Janice and I we started going there for a while, and uh, Janice uh, and I were there probably for 20 years, very close to 20 years, and uh, most of that time we were in leadership. And uh, and then the church was sort of going in a different direction, and we knew we knew that God had a had a uh, a call on our life, and we really we were praying about it, and uh, we got hooked up with a little church in Gray's Ferry in Philadelphia. That's it. Uh, Is that back toward where you were originally born in that area? Well, that? not not that far away. Okay. Probably maybe in me I don't know maybe about three or four maybe five miles away. Well, it was almost like going back home. In Close, okay. yeah, because you know row houses and everything. You know what I mean? And um, anyway. Uh, they had a little coffee house and on Friday night and we, Janice and I went up and uh, we would we, I mean we, we were, and they were walking by at the end maybe about th- three blocks there was a supermarket there on right off of Grace Ferry Avenue and we would, we would intercept them right because they had to walk right by the church and we were talking to them about Jesus and I mean, sometimes we had five, sometimes we had 10, sometimes we had 15, sometimes a little more, that people in the neighborhood got saved. Wow. And we say, wow, wow. So we stayed there for a while. We worked all around the area, but there just wasn't the volume of people. There wasn't the volume of people. And then, uh, so we were sort of looking for another place and... Uh, we wound up at Broad and Snyder. What year was this? And this was, uh, while we've been at Broad and Snyder, um, 12 years. Wow. 12 years on the same corner. Um, and we stay in the same spot all the time. And, I mean, Greg, I got to watch because I get over, I get emotional. Do you know, not even a privilege, do you know what an honor it is Mm. to lead a 96-year-old World War II vet to Jesus? Mm. And not only did God save him, he healed him. Mm. He healed him. Very powerful. And he was healed. He had something with his hip. He was healed. He was healed and he started doing karate kicks on the street. Wow. He got healed. Wow. wow. And the guys are looking at me, and I said, guys, when you have the, the honor to lead a World War II veteran, 96 years old, to Jesus, that man has one foot over eternity, and that other foot is on a banana peel. Mm. He could go to, go to sleep, never wake up. Mm. It's an honor. Wow. Let me let me uh, let me regress with something because something you said kind of really I, I want to go back to because it was a, it was kind of very interesting. So you talked about when you first went to Grace Ferry to that little church mm-hmm. and you began 
to pray with people. Right. Five, ten, maybe fifteen, but there wasn't a lot of traffic. Not a lot of traffic. When you started doing that, obviously, because where we're going to end up with this conversation, it it really birthed something in you. Yeah. Something changed in you. Yeah. You probably yeah. went from being a Christian to being on fire. Now, yeah. what was it about that? And that was really street ministry, right? That's right. what we're really going to be talking about here, street right. ministry. What was it about going out there in the streets, seeing okay. people that have, you know, <laughs> issues, people that have problems, people right. that are desperate, people are, are soul-searching, and they don't know what they're searching for, but they know they've got that emptiness. Right. What was it, Steve, about I'm, the street I'm ministry show that you right lit here. the fire for you? Hold on a second here. There we go. You know... I was praying about what some scriptures to write down and the Holy Spirit. I mean, this question is 100%. This is what happened. I read Proverbs 20. Hell is never filled. Mm. And that scripture got in my heart and it bothers me. And this has been this has been probably fifteen, maybe twenty years ago. That scripture bothered me, and today it still bothers me. Mm. Mm. And I wondered about it for a long time. But here's this is this was like that. The Holy Spirit planted that seed in my heart, and I, you know, we study all the time, and then I come across Isaiah. 514, hell can self-enlarge itself. Mm. Well, that bothers me even more. Hell is never filled. That's because it can enlarge itself. Why does hell enlarge itself? It's because there's too many people going to hell. And I'm trying to do all that I can to keep them out of hell. Mm. I want them to, to, to just... You know, receive Jesus and and just, you know, mm. the good news. It's good news mm. of the gospel. So you, back then, when you started, you started, was it once a week you were, you know, uh, ministering yeah. to people in Grace Ferry? Well, we would minister at the little church, okay. which was a Sunday, and then right. we would come, come back our first Friday, and then we would go. Okay. Okay. But like I said, we, we were just running out of, you know... So let me share an experience that I had. It was it was 2010. I had the privilege and honor to meet Steve and his wife Janice. And one of the most powerful days of my life, I can assure you, is when the Lord showed up in a mighty way and I spent a couple of hours with you at the intersection of Broad and Snyder. Now, that was back in, we, I think we both agree it was around 2010. 2010, yeah. And that is, you know, many years. Right. Now, that was on a Tuesday. I clearly remember that. Yeah, it was. And this is 2018, okay? So right. let me ask you a question. That was on a Tuesday. Usually around, you know, 10 o'clock, you'd leave your house. Yep. And, okay? Mm-hmm. So yep. it's 2018. Eight years later, where are you at Tuesday afternoons, you know, Tuesday mornings around uh, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock? What, what are you doing on Tuesdays in 2018? Or Broad and Snyder. Wow. Praying for people. Now, now tell us, this is a new concept for some people, okay? Mm-hmm. People have probably heard the word street ministry. Now, mm-hmm. that's something, that is a gift. You and your wife and your team are clearly anointed 
and, and folks that are watching the Ascend Television Network are going to have a chance to really understand street ministry because we are excited to, to team up with Steve and his wife Janice and Behold His Glory Ministry. They do a wonderful street ministry on Tuesdays. So many people are saved, set free, healed, prayed for, yep. loved on. Yep. Yep. What they really do is they show people that they love them. Yep. And we're going to actually, each and every Tuesday, as long as the weather permits, and when it doesn't permit, we're going to take a break for a while, and then we're going to go back again when the weather breaks. But bottom line is we're going to go out there each and every Tuesday, and we're going to take our camera with us, take a microphone, and you're going to actually have a bird's-eye view of street ministry. And we're going to call the program Street Talk. Now, that experience that I had, Steve, in 2010 really changed my life. And I knew after I visited with a guest on this program that the Lord was calling this program into existence. Now, I would like you to share a little bit about what street ministry is. Uh, some of the stories, if you want to share a few stories, okay. we would love to hear it. Okay. Anything the Lord has put on your heart, I'm going to give you some time here, okay. you know, five, ten minutes to just kind of, just kind of talk right. about that. And I might throw a question or two at okay. you, but I want you to talk about street ministry because this is exciting. Well, this is what the Lord wants us to do. It's, it's so exciting when we first went to Broad and Snyder, um, which is 12 years ago, we would, we would, we were about 45, 40 to 45 miles from Broad and Snyder to, you know, to New Jersey. We would cry halfway home of what God was doing mm. on the street. And, and it's, you never know what the Holy Spirit is going to do. And we pray to be used by the Holy Spirit. And we're at the same spot every week. And the people in that area, which is a lot of people, they know that where they can come, they can get prayer, they can get the good news that what Jesus did on that cross 2,000 years ago, he paid the price. And they come, they get saved, and then they bring other family members, and we just love it. They bring their children, and we're seeing them. Uh, this is, this is, oh, wow. We're brought in Snyder, and um, a woman with a little baby carriage, with a baby in it, comes across Broad Street with her mother, which we found out later was her mother. And she comes across the street. Now, in in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 5, there's the gifts of the Spirit. And one powerful gift is called a word of knowledge. As the woman comes across the street, I look at her, and the Holy Spirit says to me, in my spirit, break off the spirit of suicide over her. And you had never seen this lady before? Never seen her life. before. Never seen her before. Or, to, or well, her, we found out it was her mother. She comes across with the baby carriage. And I, she looks at, looks at my sign. My sign says, free prayer, Jesus, cross, Holy Spirit dove. Yes, and I still have it, and I still it's wear it. It's like a breadboard. It's, One of those, uh, the, the, what do they call those signs? Uh, it's like a, a, a yard sign to put in front of their houses, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, so-and-so, been here or whatever, or worked here, you know. Uh, she comes across, and she looks at me, and she says, I really need prayer. I said, I know you do. 
I said, the Holy Spirit just told me to break off that spirit of suicide over you. Wow. And she starts to cry, and she picks up her arms, and she's got both wrists bandaged. Oh, my. So she comes up. She's crying. I said, okay, let me, let me pray. I prayed over broke off that spirit of suicide. She asked Jesus Christ into her heart as her Lord and Savior. And then the mother comes out of the bank. There was The bank was open then. The mother comes out of the house, and she says, What's going on here? <laughs> and the, her daughter says, Mom, don't tell them nothing. Don't tell you. Well, the mom gets saved. Wow. And the mom still had the stitches in her hand where she grabbed the knife off her daughter. Oh, my. And they both got saved. Wow. This is the kind of things that you will deal with in the street ministry. Mm. Why why, uh, why do you feel the call to be at Broad and Snyder? What is it about Broad and Snyder? Is it because there's so many people there? Well, there there, there is a... a you know, a good volume. There's the buses crisscross. Isn't there a sub, uh, sub- and subways? Subways yep, right there. Yep. There's four places for the subways where they can go in or out, and then the buses crisscross, and so many people uh, waiting for the bus. Once they got on the bus, they took something that they that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. They had Jesus in their heart because yeah, they got saved yeah. waiting for the bus. Yeah. <laughs> you share you shared something with me today before we began our our, our interview about. Occasionally, you'll run into some people that, you know, may seem a little resistant. And you said, you didn't, I don't want to give it away here. I want you to kind of talk about the analogy that, you know, as long as they're not doing something, right. they're still going to share something well, like that with us. The sometimes, you know, they could be a little, you know, but you got to remember, too, some of them had very hard lives. You know, I mean, they... They, a lot of know, pain, a lot of pain. A lot of pain, a lot of suffering. A lot of them don't, you know, don't know their father. A lot of them don't know their mother, you know what I mean? And a lot of times they'll be, for years they live with, a, you know, an aunt or a grandmother or something. And uh, sometimes they're a little resistant. But we just share the good news that what Jesus did on the cross, he paid the price for them to go to heaven. And a lot of times we always have Bibles. We open up a Bible. And sometimes they're... They're receptive, and then sometimes they don't want to hear it. But the thing, when you when you use a scripture, you use the Word of God where Jesus says you must be. In, in John 3, 3, Jesus said, and in this Bible right here, it's in the red, and that's what Jesus said. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And we show them that, and they say, wow. I didn't even know that was in there. I said, well, it's been in there for a long time. <laughs> but we shared we shared the good news. The gospel is good news. It's not condemning. You know, it's you, you can't, you know, you can't clean up enough. You Jesus will take you just the way you are. Mm. Just the way you are. Mm. It doesn't matter. Mm. And he'll wash you whiter than snow. Mm. And that's what he does. When you're out there, um, Steve, there are people from all different situations. I mean, oh, you yeah. have, you said, you've told me that you'll see homeless people that are homeless oh, yeah. week after week. And they, oh, yeah. They look forward yep. to coming yep. because they know they're going to have at least, yep. at least somebody's going to come see them this week that loves them. That's right. And, and you may, be, you may be the only person yep. all week that you and your team yep. that loves them. That's true. 
you may be the only person that week that, you know, cares enough to talk to them. Yep. And yep. we never turn anybody away. Wow. Never. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's so many, it's, sometimes it's almost like that corner is almost like a United Nations with so many people from a foreign country and, and you know, we have a, lo- a lot of different tracks in their languages. Mm. And when we give them a track, let's say they're from Indonesia, we give them an Indonesian track and they can read it in their own language. They light up and they get a big smile on their face and wow, mm. you know, it's, and in the winter, Philadelphia has hard winters. So we go to Harbor Freight. Now, what, what are ministers doing in Harbor Freight? The tool place. Mm-hmm. They I let know. you in there? Yeah. <laughs> Some people got saved in there, too. Wow. So that's we, great. They actually cooperate with you to get right in, inside. We, we, move, we, we buy moving quilts. Wow. And they're, they're uh, 80 inches wide, and they're 72 inches long. And I, I have no, no question about saying if it wasn't for those moving quilts, I think there was been some people that we deal with could have died. Mm, so you hand those out? We hand them out. Wow. And they put one down, and they may even double it, and then they put one over them. Wow. And, I mean, it... And you're talking about people that will actually stay outside when it's 10 degrees. 10 outside. degrees below zero, they'll be out yep, there. They're out there. That's that. That's and, and we, we've we been doing that for a lot of years. Wow. Well, well Steve... Obviously, you know, I know the thing that gets you and your your wife and your team at uh, Behold His Glory Ministry real excited is getting the lost saved. So we're, we're excited to be uh, honored to join your team and, and take our cameras uh, to Broad and Snyder. And like I said, you're going to want to watch for this program here on the Ascend Television Network. I can assure you that if you watch it, I guarantee you will leave watching that program changed. What happens to see people from all walks of life that are hurting, that are suffering? You're going to see things like you will not believe. But what's exciting about it is the Lord is going to meet each and every one of those people where they're at. If they need healing, yep. you're going to pray healing with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. If they need salvation, you're going to do it. Salvation, number one. But the reason that all this stuff exists here on the Ascend Television Network and with their ministry, the number one reason, we want to be an instrument that is used to get the law saved. Amen. So, Steve, we have about three minutes. Okay. Would you say the sinner's prayer? Okay. And any other thing you want to share? All right. Uh, one, of our, one of our main goals is number one is, is the lost. Uh, but... We're really trying to get people to try to focus on getting out of the four walls at a church. Uh, we did a we did a uh, funeral, and some people came up to my wife, and she they said, "Where's your church? Where's your? I want to go to your church." <laughs> and I say, "Well, uh, we have a little different kind of a church. We don't have a wall, no walls, no roof, and no bathroom." And they get a little surprised. Our main goal is praying for people and seeing them come to Jesus. Because I don't know what eternity is, but I know it's a long time. And that's what we're about, is saying, seeing people come to Jesus Christ. Ask them to come into their heart, be their Lord and Savior. Now, if you don't, you're not sure of your salvation. 
please say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I know that you are the Son of God, and you died on that cross for my sins, and you rose again, and you're sitting in heaven praying for me. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all my sins away by the precious blood that you shed on the cross. Jesus, you are now my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Fill me up. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom to live for Jesus. So if you said that prayer, your name was wrote in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven by an angel. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching this program, I can guarantee you one thing. You are fired up for Jesus. Steve, thank you so much. You're welcome. Tune in next week right here on the Ascend Television Network. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have something that you would like to share on Second Chances, well, we would love to hear from you. Visit our website, ascend-tv.com. Click on Contact Us. There's a form to fill out. And in the subject line, just type in Second Chances Guest. And we'll get back to you and schedule you a time to come on this program and share your story.